the best music for your brain is the music that you like. Yeah, Not the music you like, but it's the music that works for you. Often find that if you listen to music you like when you're working, it's kind of distracting because you like it. When you're in a flow state, you lose track of time. You become at one with the task. There's a feeling of intense pleasure and like satisfaction about being in that state. And you are typically doing your best work. Before you actually start the focus session, sit for a minute and plan what you're going to do. In this next 80-minute session, I'm going to do email and I'm going to write that report. We stand today. The Business Method. With a shout The Business Method. The Business Method Podcast. The Business Method Podcast featuring Chris Reynolds. Entrepreneurs, systems, methods, tools, and tactics. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm your host, Chris Reynolds, and welcome to the Business Method Podcast, a podcast featuring high-performing entrepreneurs and high-caliber people dissecting their different methods, tools, and strategies so we can apply them to our businesses and lives. On our first series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built businesses creating $100,000 or more annually. On our second series, we interviewed 100 entrepreneurs that have built seven-figure businesses that can be ran anywhere in the world. And currently, we are interviewing 100 major influencers to get behind the minds and the science of using influence to grow business, affect income, results, economies, and cultures, especially post-COVID. Since we moved into a post-pandemic world, the landscape has changed drastically for most business owners. We're finding out what is working for the entrepreneurs out there that have positioned themselves well to make sure their businesses thrive, succeed, and continue to experience growth in this current economy. And now, let's hop into today's show. The Business Method. Hey, gals and pals, listen up real quick because we have something exciting to share with you. First, for you high-performing entrepreneurs out there, we've taken the most powerful tips and tricks from over 400 episodes that our guests have shared on how to optimize their own personal performance, and we've made them into digestible micro-podcast episodes that are just two to eight minutes long. These high-performance episodes are being published on Monday and Friday each week and will be labeled as HP number 12345678910 and so on. Those episodes are live now and they're designed for you to consume some quick, high-quality content when you only have a few minutes to spare. So be sure to subscribe to the Business Method Podcast on your favorite app so you can get those delivered to you as soon as they are live. The next thing I wanted to share with you is about our private mastermind community for established entrepreneurs. If you have an established business that has good momentum and wanted to be involved in a higher level mastermind community that is curated specifically for entrepreneurs that are moving at the same speed as you with similar challenges, revenue, team size, and business niche, then we've got a group for you. Our private mastermind groups are facilitated by myself, yours truly, and my good friend, Adam Anderson. Adam is a seasoned entrepreneur who's been involved in 20 plus startups over 20 years and recently had a multi-million dollar exit. I keep the members on track with their goals, productivity, and optimization, and Adam brings the vast business knowledge to the groups. Our purpose with this private community is to help you reach your business goals faster so you can remove yourself from your company and focus on bigger and better things. You can learn more about that private community and masterminds at thebusinessmethod.com forward slash masterminds. That's thebusinessmethod.com forward slash masterminds. And now let's hop into today's show. The Business Method. 
Hey, listeners, we have an absolutely fascinating guest on today's show. His name is Will Hinchel. He is the founder of Focus at Will. Focus at Will is a music productivity company that features music that is scientifically optimized for different types of personalities and brain levels. Now, something really interesting about Will. Will was in a 90s band that became very famous. They have five big hits. And if you ever heard the song, I've been thinking about you. It is actually a creation of Will and a production of Will. He isn't the main singer, but he is the producer of the song. And I think all of us have heard that here or there somewhere. It's a really catchy tune. And it's sang by the London Beat, which Will was a part of the band. With Focus at Will and Will Hinchel, we talk about the different type of music that works really well for one brain versus the other brain. People that are ADD and ADHD, there is a certain type of music that helps you become very productive, which would annoy the heck out of the rest of us. And for people that are more calm and relaxed or people that are kind of in between that stage of calm and relaxed and ADD, there's different types of music that work really well for us. Some people are incredibly productive with meditative music. Some people need like a certain amount of beats per second, a little bit higher intensity. We dive into the neuroscience and how the brain is functioning when different types of music is playing for different types of people and what happens. I had a list of notes to ask Will in this podcast. I hardly even got to that list because everything was so fascinating throughout the interview. And I highly recommend it, you guys, if you're into productivity, focus, music, check out what Will, check out the podcast, check out what Will has got going on. I am sold on what he's doing. And I think you all that need more focus and productivity in your life, need less focus and productivity in your life, but just the right music to help you balance your emotions. This is the podcast to listen to. We're going to hop into it with Will Hinchel. The Business Method. Welcome to the show. We have Will Hinchel on the line today. And I pronounced that correctly, Will. Is that right? Hinchel? That's right. Hinchel. Yeah. Okay, good. And uh, something that was really interesting about Will is, and I just learned this a couple minutes ago, Will was in a 90s band that was really successful. They had five big hits and he produced, is this correct, Will? You produced and wrote the song, I've Been Thinking About You. Is that right? I certainly wrote it uh, with the singers. I was I was the okay. main writer in the band and um, I played... Yeah, 90% of the instruments <laughs> on it too. I'm mostly a guitarist. Are you talking about uh, this song by any let's, chance? Let's hear it. Are you ready? Waiting for the chorus. thinking about you too right? <laughs> i was thinking about you all this morning will <laughs> oh thank you thank you so yes i the, uh, london beat had a bunch of hits that's the best known one that was number one pretty much everywhere in the world it was one of the most played songs in the world in the 90s and um if you yeah i say to people if you've ever been to a gas station you've probably heard this yes <laughs> the background in fact i was you know that we're recording this just now at the at the end of the COVID uh, pandemic, and I went to Home Depot for the first time for a year, and I went into Home Depot the other day, and I think someone in the head office there likes London Beat because I heard three of my songs. Wow! <laughs> in about half an hour, yeah, I was singing along. I wanted to hug. I've been I haven't been hugging people because I wanted to hug the guys that work there and go, "This is my music playing," you know. Right, right. 
<laughs> do you, do you, I, I'm always curious, you know, you know, when you get a, like when I find a new song, I really like, and then I love it. I just like obsess about it and I listen to it over and over. And so the one over the past year is blinding lights by the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and that's just such a catchy song. And it's like, every time it comes on, it's like, that's my jam. Uh, yeah. If you produce a song, like I've been thinking about you, it's been around since the nineties. So you're going on 30 years, right? Um, do you ever get tired of it? You're like, Oh God, I don't want to hear that song anymore. I do not. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Do you do that with other songs? So that you like, and you're like, okay, I've heard enough of that. Well, that is a very good leading question to talk about why Focus at Will works. Okay, let's do that. No, literally. Yeah. It's an exceptional question. Thank you. Well, what are you talking about is something called habituation. Okay. We, our brains, there's two parts of our brain. There's my conscious brain, which is me talking to you now. And then there's my non-conscious brain, which is everything else, which is, you know, the autonomic a nervous system that is keeping me standing up, that's looking after my breathing, stuff you don't even ever think about. Uh-huh. And there's an element of that which is all to do with the fight or flight response. Right. You've heard of that. And that's yeah. driven by a part of the brain called the limbic system, the reptile brain. Right. And the reptile brain is where all the feeling happens. And the feeling is, you know, oh, the emotion. And mm-hmm. so if you go to a movie and you come out like, oh my God, that was great, that's your limbic system saying, wow. Oh, that was a great movie. Uh-huh. And when you listen to a piece of music, what happens with music, one of the reasons we, in fact, the reason why we humans like music is that the sound goes in your ears and goes straight to your limbic system. There's three levels in your brain. There's the, there's the sort of the, the reptile brain or the, um, <clears throat> the, the limbic where I'm talking about now. And then there's a, there's a sort of a logical layer and then there's your consciousness layer. I, I'm, I'm, I'm mangling that, and the, the brain scientists on my team, I'm sure, are just shaking their head and just going, what the hell is he talking about? But uh-huh. from, a, from a you know normal human's perspective, you could think of that. Right. What happens is when you hear some music, it just goes straight to the feeling. And then there's actually a delay in the brain where it goes through the other layers until you know what you think about it. Mm-hmm. I love this. And so if, if we hear a piece of music, we go, oh, I love that. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, Chris, I really like that piece of music, right? Now... Part of the function of the brain is this thing called habituation and novelty. Okay. Novelty is I'm looking for a new girlfriend. Okay. <laughs> habituation is I'm fed up with this girlfriend. I want a new girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, I'm being a little trite about that, but that is actually a use case for that. Now, if you think about habituation and novelty, have you ever thought about this? I could really do with something to eat. I'd fancy some peanuts. Mm-hmm. You go eat some peanuts, and then after a while, you stop eating peanuts. I like I can't eat any more peanuts. Right. What's happened is novelty. You were looking for some peanuts, mm-hmm. and then you habituated to the taste of the peanuts, and it stopped you eating the peanuts. Mm-hmm. This is an, a key and an active part of the way that our brain works. It's part of the human experience. So you said to me, I've heard this piece of music. It's my jam. I want to listen to it over and over again. Novelty. I want to hear it again. Oh, my God, it's novelty. It's novelty. And and then one day you're like, I'm done. I want to hear something new. You habituated Mm -hmm. that piece of music. So it's it's called the habituation novelty response. Now, 
Focus at Will is a music service that helps you, you know, focus and concentrate when you're working. We can talk more about the rest of, of how and why and where that works. But the reason it works and works really well is that there are elements in the music, in the Focus at Will system that's unique to Focus at Will that um, are designed to help sustain the habituation so it extends the habituation response. Then okay. here's how it works. Most people, if you find, say, a, a type of music that works for you, you, you might find a YouTube channel or a Spotify list, and it's, and it's a so-called focus lift, list. What will happen is it'll work for you well for about 20 minutes. Okay. And then in the background, your habituation is going to go, yeah, I'm used to this. And the focusing effect of the music will stop working. Okay. So you can focus for about 20 minutes and then it stops working. Now the Focus at Will system has some really clever stuff going on, on, this, on not only in the individual tracks themselves, but in the way that the playlister creates a unique playlist for you that sustains the amount of continuous time that you can work. And most of our users... Um, in fact, our average sessions are about 80 minutes. Okay. So if you're not using music that has this super magic, a, a playlist that has this sort of magic habituation management, you can work for about 20 minutes. And this extends, which is why we, we've been able to find out that our users can um, typically be up to four times more productive. Right. Every session that you sit, you're not just after 20 minutes kicking your feet going, eh. Right. You come out of it. You, you, you know, and how it manifests is I'm sitting on my computer. I'm trying to work. I've got my stuff. And then after about 20 minutes, this little internal voice is going, did you, did you turn the, uh, did you turn the stove off this morning? Uh -huh. Right. Right. <laughs> I got to remember to that little voice. Okay. And, and this helps manage that little voice. That, that makes complete sense because when I think of that song, Blinding Lights, um, I probably could listen to it for about 20 minutes. Um, but I also think of like, like I'm big into productivity and music and neuroscience and all of this, like I love this. Um, there's a song by Moby uh, called Memory Gospel. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but I use, I've, I've listened to that over 2,500 times just because it's that type of music that I can put in the background and it just helps me really focus and zone out and get into whatever creative state that I'm in. A lot of times I listen to it when I'm planning my week or journaling or something like that. And, um, and, but I have times when like I'll use it uh, quite often for maybe six months. And then I'm like six months, I've got a new little uh, song that I need in the background when I'm being creative okay. and, and then I'll go back to it. Um, what's the magic there, Will, that, that makes the, what are the key ingredients that make that those songs that you guys have at Focus at Will and for me have been like the Moby memory gospel right. song that, that can sustain me over that, you know, long 90 minutes, 200 minutes or, or however, the longer period of time that keeps you zone, in the zone, in a flow mm -hmm. state. Well, interestingly, you use the word song. Right. So a song okay. technically is a vocalist and some lyrics. Right? Okay. So it's, I've been thinking about you. I can sing that. That's that song. Right. Hey, I wasn't the singer in the band. I was one of the backup singers. I was not the lead singer. No one's ever paid me to sing, but you could, I can say, Hey, I've been thinking about you. And people go, yeah, I know that song. Uh -huh. 
So a focus well has no songs. Right. There's no vocals. Right. Of any type in any other language. There's nothing that sounds like a vocal. It is instrumental. Right. And, and the reason for that is most people, if you hear a piece of music that has some kind of human voice in it, you will pay more attention to it. If I was to play, and again, we have a lab in Focus at Will, so we've, we've, been test, we've been going for about 10 years, so we've done a lot of tests with this. Mm-hmm. And if you play music in the background, for most people, now you're an exception, I'm going to talk about this in, in a minute, why you're an exception. Okay. Um, most people, if you play music and there is a vocal in it, what will happen is that your non-conscious attention will keep you listening to that. Right. The reason why is that we are hardwired to pay attention to a human voice evolutionarily, we are here today because our ancestors <laughs> had this hardwired pretty good. But what about this? I'm sitting here talking to you now. Let's imagine we're in a cave doing some cave painting, right? Uh-huh. Drinking a cave beer back in the day, right? That's good beer. They made great good beer, beer back cave then. Beer, right? yeah. I, guys, they must have had, they must have had some kind of booze going on back then. Don't tell me they, they did. They did. Guarantee. <laughs> Guarantee. <They> <laughs> see those pictures of the monkeys that are drinking the, right, the, 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 the grape juice that they find and they're all like drunk, right? Drunk. No, they, oh, anyway, you and me drinking a cave beer back in the day. If behind us is the cave entrance, our limbic system again, our fight or flight response is super tuned to the sound of a human voice. Okay. And it's looking for food, sex, or danger. It's making an instant decision. Right. Is that person bringing me a cave sandwich? Is that person um, going to be bringing a club in and going to beat, you know, or, or is this someone we, we want to get know a little bit better, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So that response is going on all the time so if i am now at work and i'm on my computer and i'm writing a web post or i'm doing some qa or you know i'm doing something design if i hear a piece of music in the background that is still going on mm-hmm. you know in the in, in the if you look at like humans in the <laughs> a couple of millions of years sitting at a computer trying to do something in an office is like brand new for us right <laughs> so, exactly so we're still hardwired to look for food, sex, or danger in the background. And what that means is, if you play music, mo- most people, as I said, you are a, you're an exception to this. But most people find that music with vocals will be distracting. Yeah. And in fact, if you think about, think about the most successful artists, they are very engaging. This is music that is designed to be engaging. Mm-hmm. So... If you think about, you know, classic like the Beatles or, you know, Snoop, right? Or The Weeknd recently. This is music that is designed to have you just go, oh, I love that. Oh, Snoop, right? <laughs> and if you put that on in the background while you're working, you are likely to be typing, drop it like it's hot. <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good luck with that. Hang on a minute. There's a, There's some... <laughs> <laughs> There's some rap words in here. Uh-huh. So, so focus at will. One of the things we we did in the early days was we realized that not only are vocals distracting, but any instruments that sound like vocals, cellos, mm. saxophones, trumpets, lead guitars, your brain hears them. That's why we like it. Why is Clapton so successful? Well, because the sound of his voice and the sound of his lead guitar are very similar. 
Hendrix, you know, I'm talking about classic rock guitarists here, but everybody can, you know, you know what Jimi Hendrix sounds like. Yeah. You know, purple. He is actually singing with his guitar, which is why, of course, we like it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) So your limbic system, if you're trying to put music on in the background while you're working to help you focus, anything that has those super engaging elements is going to be distracting. And it, it, the irony of my life is that I spent, you know, 18 years of my life working in pop music, making music that you you will hear on the radio with three incredible singers. I worked with Eurythmics back in the 80s. I worked with some fantastic singers. And it was all about making music that engages you, mm-hmm. super engages you. And these days, I'm actually working with music that doesn't engage you. <laughs> uh, it, well... But it's it engages you in a way to make you focus, right? You got it. I yeah. can play you a couple of examples, actually. If Let's you like. hear it. Let's hear it. So I already said that Focus World got it's got no, no, um, no lyrics, no words, no vocals. This is this is our most successful channel. What would you? What, would, what type of music would you call this? It's called Alpha Chill. It's down tempo. And the reason why it's working is to do with the speeds and the pulses of it. There's another version of that on the system, which is actually this (coughs) this month is the most successful. Oh, that's called Nature Beat. There's a unique channel on the system. You can't hear this anywhere else. I like this. And it's got the sounds of nature in it. So that's an example of sort of groovy, um, pulsy, dancey music. Here's another channel called Up Tempo. So the three channels I've just played you, about 70% of our listeners listen to these three channels. But what's fascinating, we got a couple of million users, and what's fascinating is we humans that's that's kind of if you think of a, a um we th- we think of people on a scalar distractibility right okay. so if at one end you've got someone who's who's not distracted at all it could be like the dalai lama or if you you know someone who's super chill this is something we've all got friends like that right. and then at the other end we've got people who are hyper like yeah. two hours how about elon musk <laughs> Right. Well, what must he be like to be around? I, I don't know him at all. I just like like all of us. You just see him on TV, and I'm like, I need to take a nap whenever I've watched him talking. He's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So he's super, super hyper, and we humans sit on a scale of distractibility between like the Dalai Lama or a really sleepy, you know, Saint Bernard. If we do a dog thing, right? Okay. And most of us are here in the middle. Okay. Most of us are, can kind of get on. We get distracted a little easily, but uh, but we, we can get stuff done. You drink a coffee, you can get stuff done. Now, what's intriguing for us is as you get more towards the super easily distracted ADD, ADHD, right? They're very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, attention deficit. Um, you get this um, situation where people get very easily distracted, but... If they're in an environment where there's a lot of stuff going on, they're able to concentrate. Mm-hmm. So um, I work a lot with 
ADD and ADHD people with that. A lot of our users define as that. And in fact, Dr. Ned Hallowell, who wrote the best-selling books Driven to Distraction and Driven to Distraction at Work, they're both Amazon bestsellers, uh, is on our science team. Mm-hmm. And with his help, we've been able to really figure out how to help people with varying degrees of ADD. Mm-hmm. And he said something to me which is really interesting. He said it's not a disorder. If if you look in the you know in the psych in the psychiatry manual, it's called attention deficit disorder. Right. right? It's just a difference. It's a difference. And anyone who who is kind of hyper, anyone who is like Elon Musk like, it just means, as I said, you need to have a lot of stuff happening in your background. Yeah. So, um, in fact. Uh, Ned tells this great story of explaining how how this works, and I'll I'll share it with you. It's it's a quick thing. He said there's there's a, a clock at the back of your head, and this clock is like um, you know when people are rowing and there's a cocks at the back of the boat and they're going pull and everybody's pulling when when they go pull mm-hmm. pull like mm-hmm. this. So there's a clock in the back of her head and it's going talk to Chris, talk to Chris. Talk to Chris. Mm-hmm. This is if I'm kind of in the middle, like a, my, a normal person, and okay. it is telling me, talk to Chris, and I'm going to talk to Chris. Now, if I've got ADD, or if I am attention challenged, guess what? My clock is running slowly. Okay. Counterintuitively. And it's saying, talk to Chris. And now my consciousness is like looking out of the window going, whoa, that's a squirrel. Uh, sorry, Chris. What are you? <laughs> yeah. Right. And now I'm going to look out. Damn. What? Up? Hey, there's two squirrels. I'm like, oh, Chris. I'm sorry. What were you saying? Uh-huh. Right. We all got friends that are like that. Now, you know that people with ADD can take stimulants, Adderall, Ritalin, a whole right. bunch of coffee. What is it doing? Well, that is speeding up this clock, so I can concentrate. Okay. Interesting. So someone with ADD can take a stimulant and I can go talk to Chris, 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 talk to Chris. I'm not even going to look out of the damn window because I'm talking to Chris, right? Uh-huh. Now, why is fascinating is we have found that there's a link between the more easily distracted you are and the kind of energy you need in the music. Right. So as I said, about uh, probably 30%, 40% of our users listen to this. This pulse, do, do, do. it's like the clock going, talk to Chris, talk to Chris, talk to Chris, right? And the difference between our up-tempo channel and Focus at Will and any other dance music is there's no DJ drops. Right. This just keeps going. There's none of that, wait for the bass, wait for the bass, hands up in the air, yes! And then, yep. <laughs> that's that's it's distracting. Just a consistent flow, it's cons- right? But here's where it gets super fascinating. About 5% of our users listen to this. This is just warming up. Almost sounds like some some music used in torture chambers or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Two you, hours of that, you, and you, you give up all the secrets, <laughs> right? <laughs> to play to their enemies, yeah, yeah. No, 
Anyway, what it's doing is there's a very high intensity. The, the sounds are very complex. And what it is doing, it is helping people who are deficit channeled, uh, challenged, who are attention challenged by creating a constant clock, which is helping them focus and concentrate. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's amazing. Now, I want to talk about you and your unique thing, which well, is... Can I ask you a couple questions before yes, we dive? Okay. Um, so I, I would guess you have the channel Alpha Chill, and I'm guessing the reason for that is kind of, I probably all of these, these are getting you in, from beta state of mind into alpha state of mind, right? Into a yes, exactly state. right. Okay. Exactly right. Yeah. Gotcha. And, and the music's amazing, by the way. Some of it, some of it makes me, you know, just want to get up and dance, but the slower pace, like I think I need the slower pace mm-hmm. um, type of music to, to kind of calm my brain and to help me get into the focus. And that's what I use for productivity a lot. Um, but you mentioned also that, um, um, what did you say exactly? I, I know I have this thing that when chaos happens, I get calm and focused. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't, I haven't pinpointed exactly what that is. I guess that would be the, you know, most people are getting, you know, going crazy. And like, I've been in some, some almost riots and in very chaotic situations, or even at a, you know, a nightclub or, um, you know, things. And I've traveled the world a lot. So I've been in different situations like that. And my focus is like almost animalistic. It's just like, Uh You know, I, I get like, I become a predator in many ways, not to seek out to hurt anybody, but just to like, what do I need to do in this situation? Who, oh, yeah. do, who do I need to protect? Do you know what that is? Exactly? I do. Yes. It, it means that like me <laughs> and uh-huh. like most of my favorite people and like most entrepreneurs, we are right on that ADD borderline. Uh, yeah. There are three questions that Ned Hallowell, we, we got this great science team, uh, Dr. Ned Hallowell, Dr. Evian Gordon, uh, and there are three questions you can ask someone to find out whether they're ADD. First thing is, when you drink coffee, Chris, can you sleep? Does it really affect you? Uh, I don't drink coffee, but caffeine has little to no effect on me. Uh, correct, that's a check. Uh-huh. The, uh, <laughs> the second thing is, are you good in a crisis? And the answer is, check. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And the third thing is, are you a startup entrepreneur or are you a battlefield surgeon or are you an air traffic controller? Are you a fifth grade teacher? These are all jobs that some people would be like, dude, I can't do that. But if you are attention challenged, Uh it just means that you are great in a crisis. So you and me in the cave back in the day, there's a, the, the next tribe is coming in. Somebody in the tribe is going to be good in a crisis, and it will be you, my friend. Yeah. Everyone else is running around like a chicken with its head cut off, and we're like, Chris, you're like, hey, I got this. Uh-huh. Just stop it. You go there, da, 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 da. And evolutionarily, this explains why a percentage of people are like this. Okay. Because when there's a crisis, you are the best, and everything goes still, and you know exactly what to do. Okay. Is this natural, or is it tra- can it be trained? We have found that you're kind of wired that way. Okay, okay. I don't know whether you can train it. It's a predilection. There's, um, uh, on the Folks at Will website, there's a quiz at the front, ask you 17 questions. I took it, yeah. Oh yeah, what did it determine for you? 
it, the type of music mine uh, that came up was the uh, electronic Bach. Is that right? Oh, electro Bach. Yeah, electric Bach. That's yeah. a hybrid between electronica and Bach. Right. But what's really? I can play you a little burst of it. I'll yeah, let's do it. Rock machine. So this is a unique channel to folks that will. And this channel was actually built um, in conjunction with Nat Geo. It was used for the music for a TV show about um, Einstein. Yeah, I wanted to ask about that. And there's a pulse, pulse, pulse. And, and the reason why it works is a lot of music from the 17th century Bach in particular has a and if I just go straight to some up-tempo music right it's got the same pulse right so a lot of people like baroque music particularly bark of that era the early 1700s because it has a similar pulse it's a different sound but the pulse is d the reason it works, you talked about taking someone from a beta to an alpha, is that the pulses trigger, if you get the speed right and you do some other things like we do in the background in folks at will, it helps trigger an alpha state. Right. And that is focused state. Yeah. That's incredible. Yeah. It's the power of sound in particular the power of music we, we yeah. usually use music to entertain us right right i love the weekends right we're at a you know we're having a few beers we're hanging out we'd be like put the track and we'd be dancing around right it's entertainment this is different this is music for a noble cause which is a tool to help you get stuff done right <laughs> all right <Absolutely. laughs> did, did you did you mention earlier that a lot of entrepreneurs have that the the trait of um finding calm in the chaos yeah is that why we can ha run businesses that are ca absolutely chaotic with all these yeah. things going on and we're just oh, yeah. like yeah okay i think it it sort of self-selects uh -huh. you know i bet if you look at your guests on this show i bet nearly all of them will if you answer the questions do you like what happens if you drink coffee well nothing much really right. <laughs> are you good in a crisis and are you a startup and yeah the answer is yes because if you were working in a regular job, you'd just be bored stupid. Yeah, right? it did. It bored me, yeah. Right? I sold, I've been a startup entrepreneur. I'm just on my seventh startup now. And I, I've exited a couple of times. And one of them I had to work, uh, I had a company called Rocket Network, which developed a uh, an audio uh, collaboration tool that's part of the Avid Pro Tools uh, system these days. And as part of the sale, I had to work there for 18 months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That was challenging. I bet. You're <laughs> just right. like... I'll you... just leave it at that, shall I? Possibly the worst employee they ever had. Well, I, I was <laughs> to run my own shop, you know. Yeah. I, I had I had 70 employees. I was the boss. I, I had my own customers. I was... And we sold the company and I was like, oh, oh boy. I've, I've heard that from so many people that have sold their businesses. They're like... And they've got to, you know, just hang, hang out and dangle around there for six months, 12 months, 18 months. And they're just like... These guys are paying me a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars to be here. Oh, yeah. um, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, what <laughs> what is free money a bit? Uh, but I'm bored as hell. Like I don't have like it's 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 killing me. 
Do you remember when you were a kid in math class and you'd be looking at the second hand of your watch and it's going backwards? <laughs> five to three and I'm looking and the, it's going backwards. I can't believe I'm still, right? Uh-huh. That's what it was like. And um, of course, as soon as I could get out, I, I, I came out and, and started something else. I mean, thankfully there are those of us that are like that. Otherwise, <laughs> no one would start a business, right? Exactly. exactly. It's, a, it's a fun obsession, right? To start the next thing, the next project. But also... It's, it's that borderline ADD or full ADD where, you know, squirrel, oh, there's another project. There's another thing. Oh, we got to do that. And that's where your music comes in to exactly. help, like calm down the squirrels. Well, there's different types of ADD. And um, one of the challenges that people have is impulse control. Right. And impulse control means I am able to sit and focus and do something, but I've got to make sure I'm doing the right thing. Right. Right. So you can be very focused at uh, sorting your photos out or I'm sitting here working and all of a sudden I'm distracted and now I'm researching something, which is what am I doing? Mm-hmm. I'm not actually working. So um, there's 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 a bunch of sort of tips and tricks that we found from our users over the years. One of them is before you actually start the focus session, sit for a minute and plan what you're going to do. Mm-hmm. OK, in this next 80 minute session. I'm going to do email and I'm going to write that report. Yeah. Right. And write it down just over here on the right. I'm going to, sorry, something is binging on my computer. Oh, it was a squirrel. I got a squirrel. <laughs> this is a new, this is a new machine and it's still set up to bing and all of that frustrating um, notification stuff. Um, so yeah, sit down and write email report, then open your machine hit the timer, the folks at World System has a timer on it, and there's a bell that you'll get used to hearing. I'll just uh, show you what that sounds like. Um, you hear this, you hear this bell. It's nice. And then the music will start. This is a channel called uh, Zen Piano. It's a new channel. I like this. We have these new artist channels on the system. Just, just launching them. And Jason Campbell is the piano player here. Mm-hmm. And this is a unique channel that he's done for us. And for some people, this works extraordinarily well. For other this... people, there's entrainment going on here as well, Chris. Mm-hmm. And here there's a... And what it's doing is it's pulling you with the entrainment into an alpha state over time. It takes about eight minutes to get into a... Yeah. But what I was saying is, lay out what you're going to do, get ready, and then time a session, and then focus on those things and get used to, like, working on those things. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I got a ding here on this damn computer. This computer, it says, take morning meds. I'm like, I, I did that already. Then it goes, <laughs> call the... <laughs> get car service i'm like i stop it <laughs> that music was amazing i mean i would i that would be great meditate music for me meditation music for me because yeah. um, i could feel like almost that put me into i could feel that music almost instantly yeah. um and and it's it's interesting and maybe we can talk about this will is that you know that that music may be really great for me to meditate 
but it may be really great for somebody else to focus while they're working. And that's what your quiz does, right? It kind of weeds out, you know, your personality types and which, which Uh is, you know, the heavy metal stuff that you were playing, the torture music, like a a high ADD, ADHD person would just love that. Right. They can meditate on that. Yeah. That's wild. They can meditate on that. Uh Wow. I talked to someone recently, but we get a lot of emails from people. We highly encourage people to write to us all the time. I'm will at folks at will.com. So pretty easy to reach. Mm -hmm. And a guy wrote me and he said, um, he heard about us through um, Ned Hallowell, one of, we're in, he's, he's given us credits in some of his books. And um, he, he said he's got a kid who was, I think he was like nine or 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And he said that the kid is just incredibly distracted always. And he's never been able to sit and have a real conversation with him. And he said, uh, I put this piece of shit, stupid music on. That's what he literally <laughs> said to me. I don't know if I can swear on your account. That's fine, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. We can say, I've actually got a book. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he said, he said uh, I put this, this music on, I could barely hear myself think, but my kid calmed down, his shoulders relaxed, and he actually had a conversation with his son while this was going on. Wow. And that wow. had me just going, wow, that is, that is such an fantastic thing to hear yeah you know so we we hear other people say yeah this uh this music this uh adhd music in fact if i'm i'm in the background here i'm i'm actually on the live focus of world system and i'll play i'll play what happens if you're an add person this is what it will sound like there's the bell You can meditate with this if you are actually ADHD. It will calm you down. Isn't that strange? Wow. Yeah, that's wild. I'm Zen. You just imagine me sitting there, Zen, cross-legged, in a wooden room, and this is what's going on in my head. I wonder. I wonder if like seasoned meditators like put that to the Dal- Dalai Lama or some Tibetan monks and see if they can meditate to that and <laughs> just I as met, a little test, right? Like, how good are you at meditating? I met someone. I wish I could say who this is. I I, I wasn't allowed to say, but I met someone who's very well known in Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, we are one of our backers is the Singularity University, right? Yeah, right, which is up in Moffatfield in, in Northern California, and they're they're um, investors and backers of ours. And um, through them, I met this other guy who's a well, very well-known CEO. And he said to me, I have found the secret to meditation. I was like, oh, great. Uh, what is it? He goes, I have five double espressos before I go. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. You have five Double espressos before you go into meditate. He said, "Yes, it calms me down and helps me focus." I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, ADD. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's wild. Isn't that fantastic? Yeah, that was like living absolute proof." I was like, "Wow, that is your jam." He goes, "I've never been able to sit still long enough, but I find if I get really caffeinated, it has me." So you know, going back to our three questions, right? If you drink coffee, what happens? The answer is not much. But it's actually calming you down if you drink enough coffee, mm-hmm. right? But it, that can be bad for sleep too, right? Um, well, not for every. I guess. I guess. I like. I have coffee late at, or caffeine late at night, 
and it right. re- usually doesn't affect my sleep. So right. it doesn't necessarily. Oh, for some people, it does not. I was I was at a conference a few years back, and they had the bulletproof coffee there oh. at the conference, and I was so excited to try it because I've heard everything. People would just <laughs> rave about it, right? And yeah. I tried it. Well, I tried it, and I swear to God, I went into the conference and I almost fell asleep. And I'm like, this is crap. Like, yeah. who says this butter and coconut oil coffee? Like, well, that what? is uh, as I was saying, you are a you're a bit of an outlier, Chris. Um, Dave Asprey from Bulletproof is a user of our system and a, and a big fan. Um, I've talked to him, but he, he is crazy hyper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he can drink yeah, like yeah. 10 coffees and he's like, oh, I just need to go and take a nap. And you're like, most people would be jittery. <laughs> That's why he needs he needs actually 10 Bulletproof coffees to like oh, calm oh, down. Oh, and right? <laughs> Yeah. So I, I'm curious that your friend that, that said the his his son listened to the piece of shit song mm-hmm. and calmed down what, what what was the piece of shit song do you remember uh it was this it was the add it was this thing it was add one. it was this channel this this channel he put it on for his son and his yeah. son oh this is great and this of course the guy that wrote me he he was actually he's not a friend he's a, a folks will subscriber he okay. wrote me and he said i can't listen to this thing but when i when when I put it on and I can kind of grit my teeth to it, I can actually have a conversation with my son. Wow. That's life-changing. It, yeah. It, yeah. It literally is life-changing. And I, I've got, I got hundreds of emails from people saying, uh, my, you know, my, my kid's 14. He's never even been able to finish anything at school. Mm-hmm. And he's just started acing his tests. A lot of people with ADD are very, very talented. Right. Yeah, absolutely. If you can figure out ways to manage their difference if you're a parent of a kid like this, it is often an indication of extraordinary talent in some way. Yeah. There's another thing you can do if you have a kid who's super hyper. Obviously, you can go to a, get meds and so on. But they found that having a, um, a trampoline in the yard hmm. really helps. Wow. So if you have a kid who's really hyper and can't sit still, you send them out once an hour to bounce for 10 minutes, super but hard on the trampoline, get all the energy out, then bring them back in, find some music, possibly this. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's the bell again. <laughs> do, 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 do. Right? Yeah, the system's playing different things, which is why it's happening in the background here. It's going to build up. There it is. Something like this, maybe. And then they can sit and concentrate. I mean, so- we've all got friends, right, that are gamers. Mm-hmm. And- the best gamers are crazy focused on what they're doing. And they'll have the music in the game, maybe watching a, you know, sports on this monitor. Maybe they've got something else on this monitor. Maybe they've got the door open so they can hear people on the TV in there. There's a lot of stuff going on. And yet they're sitting there with this needle focus. Mm-hmm. They need all of these things around them to be able to do that. Right. I, I learned this recently, Will, um, that, you know, so there's going to be questions that come up for sure about playing that type of music for children because common, uh, I guess the common thought out there for a lot of people is that that heavy metal music isn't good for young brains or even older brains, brains in, in particular. 
Um, but, and then like, you know, moms used to put classical music when they were pregnant to calm them down. And there's even been studies like it in, in pig farms, uh, that they've played classical music and it, and it kind of calms the, the animals down. But I've also heard this as well, that the best music for your brain is the music that you like. Um, cause that Actually, lights it up. So um, yeah, not go ahead. The music you like, but it's the music that works for you. Right. Okay often find that if you listen to music you like when you're working, it's kind of distracting because you like it. Yes. Good point. Yeah. Like, like the weekend blinding lights for me, right? It distracts me, but it doesn't make me focus. But there's something you like about the pulse of that track. Mm -hmm. It's kind of a dance track and it has this 126 beats per minute thing. Mm -hmm. So if you can find music, uh, for instance, we talked a little bit about the nature beat, um, uh, channel. Let me just turn the bell off. In the background, I'm actually running the live Focus at Will app here on a, on the other machine. Mm-hmm. This channel called Nature Beat, which is the most successful, there are three different levels of energy uh, on every channel. And this is what this sounds like in the medium energy. Now, the Nature Beat tracks all take about a minute for them to really get going because you always have to dive into the... Um, into a flow state. It takes you a while. You can't just dive straight in, right? You can hear the pulse of this. If you change the channel to the high version of that, it's going to do this. Fast, 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 right? There's the fast version. Right. And if you change it, to the low version, every channel has three different versions. It sounds like this. Much, much slower. Much, much, much slower. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is that you, you find the genre you like, and then you can fine-tune it to the, to the actual speed. So you have a... Uh, a predilection towards that weekend speed, which is the 126, 128, 130 kind of speed. Right. So your pulses naturally are around that. That's kind of what works for you. So you yeah. need to find music that has that kind of pulse, that doesn't have vocals, that doesn't mm-hmm. have anything distracting, that doesn't have any DJ drops, that can just keep that pulse working for you. Mm, that makes sense. Okay. There's, there's some other really interesting uh, channels on our system to do with pulses and um, a small number, just even a, a couple of uh, uh, like two percent of our users listen to this. Listen to this. That's cool. I like this. This is just. It's called drums and hums. Kind of a dumb drum. There's no music. It's just drums. Hum. The hum is entrainment, of course. That's the low version of this. I'll just change the button to play the medium version of this. Here it is. Higher tempo. Right? And then the high version of that sounds like this. We built this channel, we were working with some Google engineers 
and it was very interesting. These are some of the most genius humans I've ever met. And um, the, the, the team there, uh, a couple of the guys said to me, you know, we're, we're actually uh, on the spectrum. We were talking about, you know, brain types. And they say, well, we're both uh, Asperger's. And I'm like, I, I, I kind of figured that one of my really close friends is. So I'm familiar with what that's like. And they said, we don't like, we like the rhythm of stuff, but we don't like the music. Mm-hmm. And I said, mm, that's really interesting. You, you like the rhythm, but you don't like the music. And what we think is happening is that some people who are on the autistic spectrum, what happens is they have difficulty with emotional cues, right? Okay. So someone who's autistic doesn't know whether you're happy or sad. They don't have that ability to be able to read emotion, um, which means that it's confusing to them. Right. And when I talk to these, these, these uh, people at Google in this group, uh, just one-on-one, I, I, I was saying, is it because do you think there's... Like if I play, here's the for instance, if I play a piece of music like this, it's happy, right? It's happy and I'm happy. Yes, yes, right? If I play something like this, it's happy, right? It feels happy, right? Or if I play something that's like this, it's a little darker. I'm still pretty happy. Yeah. So if I'm on the spectrum, that happy, that feeling is just distracting to me. Yeah. So what we, what we started to do was build these channels that don't have any music. It's just... Just a beat. Just a beat. And we have, as I said, it's the long tail. We have two or three percent of our users just only listen to this. Wow. It becomes like a... The work focus blankie. <laughs> yeah. It's your comfort zone. <laughs> you hear the bell, here's the bell. And I'm working. In a minute. Right? <laughs> so 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 the the ADD music is not gonna make people go crazy. No. Um and the classical music doesn't necessarily work for babies in the womb. Uh, it just depends on the depends baby. Depends on yeah, the, the baby, baby. Yeah. right? And so if you kind of think this through, if you've got an office, you're an entrepreneur, everybody's in a startup, right? We're all crowded around a long table here working. Highly recommended you do not play music over the speakers mm. because, right? How you, what you, yeah, sure. You, you're most, probably your most expensive, most highly productive people are probably kind of ADD and they will really respond well to the ADD music. However, Not you are ever. royally going to annoy some other people. <laughs> <laughs> who do you, who do you want to, you know? Your customer service department was like, what the, is this? Oh, <laughs> Right. Meanwhile, the designers or the, the coders are just like eh, in in it, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so this is like, it's fascinating because you guys say on your website, and I completely agree with this from experience, that 
you know, focus and I think creativity can go up 200 to 400% when you're mm -hmm. listening to this music, you're dropping down into these alpha states. There's music that works for some people and not for other people. Um, but also something I find interesting, we, I don't know if you know this, we, I run a, an event called get shit done live in Thailand every year. Mm -hmm. And we've been running it since, uh, doing it in Thailand since 2015 and it's 10 days of focused, build your business. Most of everybody's online entrepreneurs, um, of, you know, get out of your normal work environment. Let's go to Thailand and let's work our asses off for those 10 days and right. move, move the needle in your business. And we use the Pomodoros, which I'm sure you're familiar with. With where uh, we use them in 90 minutes and uh, and in 90 minutes this is your focus session and then some music goes um, you know or a bell goes off at the 90 minutes to to wake everybody up but you guys say this too like the music kind of gets you into the focus state and and it takes about 20 minutes sometimes and then it lasts about 200 minutes or so and I'm curious like what what are your studies around that will um, why does it take 20 minutes for most people to get in? And then what's the 200 minute mark? Well, it's different for everybody, but we can generalize. So let's just talk about people who are entrepreneurs, um, who are already on the distraction zone, which is why we're entrepreneurs, right? Mm -hmm. So people like, like us, I'm an entrepreneur. The reason I'm on this talking to you is we're very similar. And I know that folk listening to this are, are going to be largely the same as this. We found it takes about eight to 10 minutes to wind into a task, to get into a flow state. Now, we're all familiar with this. You're working on something, you've dived in, you're doing a spreadsheet or you're checking numbers or you're doing something that requires intense concentration. If someone bugs you, they go, oh, just a quick question about, right? Now what's going to happen is you, you've been taken straight out of the flow state and you've got to wind back in again. So... But the second time, it takes you longer. Mm -hmm. So it took you eight to 10 minutes to kind of really get into a flow the first time. Now, if you're disturbed and you have to go in again, it's probably going to take you 10 or 15 minutes to really get back to that state. And so this is measurable, which is getting into a flow state. So if you define Jamie Wheel uh, and Stephen Kotler are both... Uh, friends of mine, and yeah. they're very involved in managing and defining flow. We've and had Stephen on a podcast a couple of uh, times, actually. He's, yeah. he's, a, he's a very interesting guy. Uh -huh. And flow is all about um, when you're in a flow state, you lose track of time. Right. You become at one with the task. There's a, um, there's a feeling of intense pleasure and like satisfaction about being in that state and you are typically doing your best work mm -hmm. now stephen talks about a writer right so he's a he, he he's a professional author and he writes his best stuff when he's deeply in that right and he now knows unless he's in a flow state he's not going to work right he's wasting his time yeah whether you're writing or editing it's the same thing and so we found that it takes about eight to 10 minutes to get into a flow state. And then how long can you sustain that flow state? Now, most people can do about, as I said, there's a 20 minute habituation curve for most people. So you can usually do about 80 or 90 minutes effectively. Okay. Some really rare people can sit there. Yeah. For four hours. Wow. Wow. 
and then you get up and your back's all hunched over. <laughs> your legs are asleep, you know, oh. your feet are numb. Uh -huh. I've done that a few times. I've done, it, it, for me, and I'm curious your thoughts on this, like sometimes it depends on the passion that you have with the project. So you get a new idea uh -huh. for a project, you sit down, then four hours later, it's, you know, uh, way past lunch and, and you're like, Oh wow. How did that happen? Um, but for a regular kind of, I don't want to say mundane, but regular day to day type of stuff. It seems like the 90 minute thing works yeah. just from my personal experience. Do you yeah, 80, 90 minutes. And if yeah, you think yeah. about it, like in terms of you're going to wind into the work. Mm -hmm. So if you like sketch that out, you've got 80 minutes typically. In fact, most of the sessions on the focus at will system are 80 minutes, 75 okay. to 80 minutes. Okay. So it's going to take you 10 minutes to wind in. So it's really about 60 minutes. Yeah right? For most people. But if you can sit and work in a flow state for 60 minutes, damn, you can get a lot done. Yeah. So it's about quantity over, it's about quality over quantity. Right. Right. And so as entrepreneurs, we need that clarity. We need to just know exactly what we're doing. And you're waiting for that, like, oh, that thing. Mm -hmm. Damn, I didn't see that pattern in this data before. We're waiting for that always. Lightning in a bottle. How do you find that? Yeah. And, well, get into a flow state. Plan what you're going to do before <laughs> you, you start your session. So you've got to be in a flow state doing the wrong damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> Replying to people on Facebook. Don't, no, 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 no. Right. So sort of know your own distractions, know your own demons, and then know that you're going to have an hour to be crazy productive. Yeah. Um, I'm curious about this as well, Will, um, and, and I've done a lot of, just have a, a significant amount of spirit experience around this. I noticed on your quiz, you asked the, the sex, the gender of the person, yeah. um, you know, quite often what we'll find even in the entrepreneurial world is that, um, multitasking works really well for a lot of females, whereas for males, it's the, the laser focus that works, you know, and even in, I have many female friends that are entrepreneurs that kind of, uh, agree with this. Cause if they'll focus on one or two things too much, they kind of get burnout quicker. Whereas mm -hmm. they've got like five or six things they're juggling all at the same time. Like they thrive in that type of experience. And, and what have you found with like, what in your scientists and your studies with the male brain versus the female brain and then the type of music that works for them and how is it as sustainable to focus on one thing with the music for females um, and, and all the different nuts and bolts that apply to, to the different genders? Well, 55% of our users are female. Okay. And most of those, the demographic is sort of 35 to 55, many creatives. Okay. There's a volume control on the web version of our player. Most mm -hmm. people use it on the web. And so we're actually able to see, we got a lot of data. And we have found the difference between the channel selected and the uh, length of sessions, it's pretty much between males and females on the system. But okay. the female users tend to have the volume at a lower level. Okay. Now, think about it. Have you ever got into the car with uh, a female your wife or? Just <laughs> blur into music? Yeah. Turn never, the music down. Never, never. Right. It's always the guys, right? I got this shit. Crank 
lights up. Yeah, I never thought about that. So true. You always hear the cars. You look over. It's a guy. Yeah, it's a guy. What about you're at home watching the game? If, does, if the wife's not in the room, you're going to be turning that shit up, aren't you? Right? Very true. Very true. Yeah. Turn that down. I'm like, yes, ma'am. I'm sorry. It'll never happen again. But it's really interesting to find that we have hard proof on that, that yes, um, our female users have less volume. But apart from that, it is literally a human brain is a human brain. And we've got users from all over the world. And the uses the usage data on how people use the system, it's, it, you know, we humans. What's fascinating, this is something that Dr. Evian Gordon, who's another one of our science guys, said to me. He said, um, all human brains are physically the same. Right. You, you can't tell by looking at a brain whether it's female or male or where the hell they come from. It's a human brain, right? Right, right. So the sort of the hardware, you know, your eyes are at the front and then the, 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 the nerves go through to the ocular section at the back and the limbic's down here and then the memories. It, it, it's, it's the hardware. It's, it's hardwired the same. But the software, which is the way that the neurons trigger, are different. So we're all running the same hardware, but the way that it is set up and the way that the, the software runs, the way that your electrical um, uh, signals in your brain are different. Mm -hmm. That's why some people are very chill <laughs> and very, you know, Dalai Lama calm. And then we have the Elon Musks and... Well, think about some other very successful people who are super hyper. How about uh, Steve Jobs, right? Oprah, yeah, yeah. Ella, Prince, yeah, yeah. Ashton Kutcher, like he's oh, a super great. hyper guy, very yeah, successful, super hyper, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, when we go into a company, we we have a, an enterprise account that companies uh, uh, get, and it you know it's typically that if there's a thousand employees, we'll put the system in, and then it's like an HR thing you know you you can use this if if you, if you want it and we typically find about 20 25 percent of any company users takes this up actually uses it mm -hmm. and we recently did a survey to some of our corporate users to say who are the 20 percent like in your user you know you've got a thousand employees who who are the folk that are using it mm -hmm. it tends to be the most um valuable staff it tends to be the the expensive creatives, producers, developers, the C-suites. It's the, you know, 80% of their payroll cost is in this 20% of the people who use Focus at Will. Right. Because they are the most talented, the most productive, the most important, and the most easily distracted. Mm. So it was very interesting that, sure, it's 20% take-up, but Look who they are. <laughs> These are the people you need to. <laughs> this Those is your developer who you're paying leaders. a fortune to, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I watched one of your your interviews recently, Will, and uh, I heard some new terms that I haven't heard before. And and I'm pretty pretty seasoned in the oh. the neuroscience entrepreneur space, and and I I love this. So um you used a term a few terms let me drop them on and you can explain what they are if you don't mind um endogenous attention right uh, versus ex ex exogenous ex, 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 so exogenous that's right uh, yeah attention versus hypervigilance and and can you explain what those are because i thought they were fascinating i understand the concepts of all of those now but uh, for our listeners 
Well, we've been talking about our our conscious attention and our non-conscious attention. Right. And so endogenous and exogenous are just scientific words for that. For the same um, thing. Endogenous attention is me talking to you now, my internal mm -hmm. attention focused on you. My exogenous attention is my non-conscious attention, looking at things that are outside of, of me. And so if you look about, if you think about this from a limbic perspective, my limbic is managing the balance between what I'm paying attention to. Mm -hmm. And right now it's going, talk to Chris, talk to Chris, talk to Chris, because my endogenous attention is on you. Mm -hmm. now, if my fight or flight or my exogenous attention is now being triggered by the sound of what might be a bear behind me or something else that triggers uh, the exogen exogenous attention is if, if there's a bunch of, consistent sound if i'm um if i'm sitting where there's traffic you won't notice the traffic because you've habituated to it but if the traffic stops you'll be like whoa right we right. all with that what happened yeah and hypervigilance is um a term that's it's to do with the way that adhd works and um people who are very adhd it's um attention deficit hyper disorder. Hypervigilance is when you are very conscious and uh, you have anxiety about something in particular. Okay. And when you're trying to work on something, if you are hypervigilant, it means you're really, you're really concerned about this thing or you're hypervigilant because the door keeps opening and people keep coming in. Um, related to this, uh, there are three ergonomic tips that we've heard recently that are fascinating. Okay. The first one is when you're working in your office, make sure you've set your desk up so that you are facing the door. Okay. Because that if, way your back's to the wall. You're not worried what's happening behind you. You got it. Yeah. It, what it'll do is it'll just low grade. It's like driving a car with the e-brake on a little bit. Mm -hmm. Right. You won't notice it because you got used to it. But you'd be aware, if you go to a coffee shop and work, and work, don't sit with your back to the door because every time the door opens, someone comes in, you'll feel it. Yeah. It'll distract you, right? Mm-hmm. And the second thing, a, a foot doctor told us about this, one of our users, a podiatrist, and he said, make sure that your feet are flat on the floor and make sure your ankles are perpendicular to your feet. How come? Something to do with posture and blood flow but he said it's more important than that it's to do with typing accuracy i really? did this. i was like what he goes your, your chair's too high i was like what he goes have you noticed that some days you're just making a lot of typos i'm like yeah that happens sometimes he goes no 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 it's because your feet aren't level and because you are slightly off balance and you're not even noticing it wow check it out man i'm going to i'm now i'm like oh maybe i should <laughs> make your feet make sure your feet are flat on the ground your ankles are perpendicular to your ankles uh -huh. and make sure that your your um your keyboard is is at the if it's slightly tilted you're just gonna have to make a slight adjustment each time and your typing accuracy chris i've tested this i was like damn it really works what, what why why don't people know this <laughs> but this should 
you should know this thing, right? They need to be teaching all of this in school. Well, that's the I, thing, you know, like kids I, would have such a, a, a one, you know, an advantage if they knew all this little stuff. It's just little mind hacks, body hacks, right? That you can, yeah. you work on that can help. Uh, that up. The third one we heard was from an eye doctor. He said, um, you know, Macs and Windows uh, computers, uh, iPhones too, they all have this automatic bright screen bright adjust and yeah. it's in the preferences and we just leave it on. He said, it doesn't always work very well. Right. Oh, I've noticed that. You notice that? Mm -hmm. If you're working on a computer and your computer is too dark or too bright, again, it's like driving with the e-brake on a little bit because it's glare mm -hmm. or you're peering. So you're having to kind of, your comprehension of your cognition of what you're seeing is being affected. Right. He said, look out of the window or the brightest source in your, in your room and then look at the computer. And if you can immediately read, like, I've got this set up well here so I can look out of the window and you look fine on this screen. Right? Right. So what's happening? Like, it, if, it, if you can immediately see it without having to squint or to do anything, you're, it's adjusted about right. But what often happens is oh. you look out the window and you look at your screen monitor and your screen is a little dim. You're like, oh. I got my screen too dark. So go into the preferences and manually adjust it for the bulk of your day. Fascinating. Right? Fascinating. Life hacks 101 right there. Right? <laughs> well, all about, you know, what I love about this podcast is you're all about being productive mm -hmm. and tricks. You know, we've been talking about music. By the way, one person in three doesn't like music at all when they're working. Yeah, I could. Uh, Why? Well, I I wouldn't think it'd be that many, but it, I would. Population know be, large. It's one in three. Thirty-three percent. So, oh. or just don't want any music at all. That's all. They want to work in a library where there's nothing going on. Does it ever happen uh, to be consistent with moods? Because I I think sometimes like I don't want any music. Sometimes I need music. Is it is? Could it be in different mood moods? Like, yeah, there is an overlay with moods. It's particularly relevant, we found, to do with tiredness, how fatigued you are. Mm, interesting. Right, sometimes. I know you guys are, uh, well, I think you did a Nat Geo documentary already, right? You did that. Um, did at, for, yeah, we did the music for the, we were part of the music team for the, um, uh, the Nat Geo Genius uh, show. Um, okay. About... Um, about Einstein, right? Einstein, yeah, that was super interesting. Yeah, and and what did you what did you guys find? Like, it talks about how Einstein would get into flow states. What were some of the things he would do? He had he was a, a violin player, okay, and he had a number of pieces of music that he used to play uh, on a regular basis, um, and um, there was something about the rhythm and the sound of the pieces of music he used to play and it used to take him out of the logic brain. Mm -hmm. It used to put him into his creative brain. And we have this channel that we talked about uh, on the system called electro bark. I'll just play a little burst of it off of the system. You'll hear the bell because there's always a bell. If you have a time session, there's the bell. So what we did was we took the pieces that Einstein liked particularly the Bach and the uh, Mozart pieces. Then we entrained them on top of this beat. Can you hear do, 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 do. Mm -hmm. 
So we scientifically created this channel that has the bark pieces played on violin with the entrainment of these other electronic sounds to have them. That was the Electrobark channel. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was fascinating when, when we, I didn't know a, a lot about Einstein, about how he was such a left and right brain scientist. He used to call it experiential uh, science, where you, you, you sort of visualize something. EMC squared was visualized mm -hmm. and then proven much later. Yeah. Yeah, this, this whole focus that will um, bit thing, the thing that there's like this music for helping you focus um, me and the original team, we created this thing by going, you know, I think there is a way to get this. There is kind of music. It was it's just like Einstein. We were like, you know, I think there's music that will help us work. And I think it's going to be something like this. It was totally intuitive. Mm -hmm. And then we raised some money and we're like, this thing works, but we don't know why. <laughs> nice. This works. Well, why? So then we hired the scientist, Julia Mossbridge, Dr. Julia Mossbridge. She's a best-selling scientist, author, knows her, her expertise is audio consciousness and, and music. And we hired her and we were like, we know it works, but we don't know why. And then we started to fill in the, the blanks. Understand. Yeah. Standing of it. And, um, you know, finding out about the way that Einstein created and, and great scientists actually do the same thing. It's like a, a blinding inspiration. And you're like, okay, mm -hmm. now it, that works. Damn, we'll try it. And it worked. And now why? <laughs> right. Right. Um, I actually heard this quite a few years ago and I never did any research to, to see if it was true, but, um, when they, when Einstein passed away, they dissected his brain, uh, and his body and they looked at his brain, uh, to see if there's anything different than, you know, the average human. And they had more, there was more connections from the right brain and the left brain in Einstein's brain, Fascinating. which makes sense because, you know, he did stuff like visualization types of meditation, right. Mm -hmm. Listening to this music to pop over to his creative side, nice. um, which is, you know, fascinating and, and it makes sense. So exercises for the average individual, if you want a brain like Einstein's exercises to help you connect the opposite part of what you naturally are. Yeah. Yeah. It should make sense. Well, music has this impact on all of our brains that it puts us into a, into a different state. Yeah. You, you talked about beta, um, just for, the, the way that we understand beta uh, in our lab is that beta is from about six. This is a, a frequency that happens in your brain. It's 16 to about 40 hertz, right? Yeah. And if you're in a high beta state, you're in a high ready to do something state. Mm -hmm. So an example of that would be you're crossing the road, right? Okay. Standing there, your beta is going to be like the most predominant um, frequency in your brain because I'm crossing the road. I am literally taking my life in my hands here, right? As a high beta state. Mm -hmm. um, Evian Gordon, uh, Dr. Evian Gordon is an expert in um, sports. And uh, he, one of some of the work he's done in the past has been predictions around um, the Australian, he's Australian, the Australian rugby team 
and studying and analyzing the players who are coming up through the professional league to see who has the magic, who are the great players going to be. It's like the little league to the big league, right? It's, it's that, the equivalent. And they found that um, sportsmen who have naturally high beta and naturally high alpha are the best because you're coiled, you're ready to go, and you are completely focused and calm. Mm-hmm. That makes you need sense. high alpha and high beta. Mm-hmm. And it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Yeah. When you're working, you don't want to have a high beta because you're not coiled and ready to, you know, you know, get on the field. But it's fascinating that you can't just be in a high beta state. You need to have the the focus so that you know when to when to uh, to, to to perform. To act, yeah. That makes that makes so much sense. Couldn't it also will couldn't it depend on the type of work that you do that could put you into maybe a high beta or beta yeah, or it does. Yeah. I mean like, look at Kobe. I mean. Uh-huh. Just he would you could see he was in this insane just in, in any moment before a game, you could see he was in this state of extraordinary coiled poison brilliance and this absolute monk-like meditative state. Mm-hmm. Yes. Right? We're familiar with that with our, with our favorite, you know, athletes of any kind. You just see it and you go, wow, you know, getting in the zone, right? Getting in the zone. That's it. Getting no. in the and zone. yet, of course it is. If you're, if you're sitting working on a computer, you don't want to be coiled ready to <laughs> get up and run. <laughs> that wouldn't be very good for you. What, what's your, uh, daily routine or daily rituals like well i'm just curious i always like to ask the guests because i find it fascinating how they manage their time their day their routine uh when when you're focused when you like to get into flow states morning afternoon evening sort of thing i personally am a morning person yeah but i have discovered i like to get up around six but i kind of potter around for an hour i i can't do anything between six and seven i'm pottering around i hang out with my dog i might do a bit of email but probably not um i just like i'm just kind of getting and then my my wife makes a fantastic cup of coffee mm-hmm. and so uh, every morning about seven thirty, she she makes me a coffee i can make we have a you know an espresso manual machine and i can kind of make an okay cup of coffee but somehow she has got this dialed in mm-hmm. so the, the ritual is she gets me a coffee and then when i hit the studio about it's usually about just before eight i know i've got my best work between eight and ten mm-hmm. and i have my one-on-ones with the focus staff at ten o'clock and I'm CEO of another company, and we have our 101s at uh, 10.30 with that company. And so it's sort of a bookend between the intense work for the first couple of hours and then some one-on-ones. And then usually I'm putting fires out. I'm an <laughs> entrepreneur like you. I'm like putting fires out. The payroll is this, or the you know, or they've got an HR issue here, or there's like a client here, or there's a customer. You know, it's that. Um, that goes on from about... 11 to 1. Okay. And then um, we we did a survey to ask our users, when are you most productive? And I was thinking that it would be pretty consistent. But guess what? We humans are all different. Some people are, are not. Right? Yeah, absolutely. What about you? What's your most um, 
productive day? I'm very similar to you, actually. Um, I do like uh, these days. I, I'm I'm working on sleeping more, but I've always been like a six hour, six and a half hour sleeper, right? And um, so now I'm just laying in bed and trying to stay there over eight hours. Uh, which is difficult sometimes, but I like to get up. I like to meditate, um, do some cardio in the morning that gets my brain going, have a green tea, you know, um, organic green tea that seems to do really well for me. And then I'll sit down and like, this is the first thing I've done today, this podcast, but I'll usually sit down in the morning around eight or nine and start my focused work. Like I have, you know, the, the night before I know exactly what I'm going to work on first thing in the morning. And then I do lunch around one, um, and then I'll take a break for about an hour and then I'll come back and do like miscellaneous tasks, like get on email, um, social media messages, just like the, the less focused type of stuff that needs to get done. I have something weird in my own life and mm-hmm. that everybody says you should do your cardio first thing, go to the gym in the morning early. Depends. Work for me at all. For me, I'm all about late afternoon, early evening. Yeah, absolutely. That is when I'm like, I can get out, I can ride my bike here in LA, I can run on the beach. I, that is my that is my jam. And if I do it in the morning, I'm like sweaty and I'm distracted and I'm like, no, oh, fuck, where was I? I don't know. Uh-huh. Right? Yeah. So. I I bought a, um, a Wavi brain scanner and I don't know if you're familiar with Wavi. Yeah. So, and we use it with our clients, like the people that come through our masterminds will scan their brain to help them optimize. Um, and so I've scanned my brain. I've had it for a year and a half now. I scan my brain every couple of months and, um, we have a partnership with a neurologist and he reads the scans and, uh, he said, your brain is a brain that needs 15, 20 minutes cardio in the morning. Your brain is absolutely going to love that stuff. But also he'll say to people, you know, you're an apt afternoon type of worker. You're more of a power lifter type of exercise. You're more of a well, walk in and meditate type of exercise, depending on the brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we're all, there's no like overlapping, you know, this, you know, overlapping one way for each person. Um, you need exercise in the afternoon. I like it in the morning right. and, um, and our brains are just, just, you know, it's whatever works best for you. Right. Some people need the heavy metal, ADD music, you know, that'd drive a lot of people crazy. And, uh, and other people need the calm, you know, type of real chill music. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. So we're all different, you know? Yeah. We're we're all individual aspects of the divine. Absolutely. True statement. True, true, true. Well, I, I think we're going to tie things up there. I have to tell you that I've, I've really, really enjoyed this podcast. And I know that I've really enjoyed it because a podcast that, well, we hit the 90 minute mark almost. And also I hardly ever looked at my notes. So we just had a, a fantastic conversation <laughs> and all the stuff you have in your brain is absolutely fascinating. What you guys are doing with focus at will, um, highly recommend anybody check it out. I've used focus music for years and I think it's really, really empowering and focus at will. Like you've got something, you've nailed it on the head with interacting with people's personality types and the type of music that they work with. But before we wrap up, Will, is there anything you'd like to say to the listeners? Uh, yeah, I love to hear from people about focus and productivity. Mm Mm-hmm. I've become obsessed with it. You know, what you want to do is get shit done and get the F out of the office. Mm-hmm, absolutely. That's that's the secret. Um, yeah, I, I, make sure your feet are flat on the floor. <laughs> As you said that, I got to readjust. Well, like, oh, no. <laughs> You're typing accuracy. 
keep your feet flat on the door. I was like, oh, like right now, my, my chair is a little too high. And I've, I've, got a, I'm, I've got a new computer and a new chair and I haven't quite got it set up right. Mm-hmm. Uh, typing accuracy, feet on the floor. Yeah, if you're listening to this, drop me a note and tell me whether it helped you or not. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm willing. Well, you can find me easily. Uh, so will it focus at will.com? Yeah, at focusatwill.com. That's it. Okay. And the website, you guys, is focusatwill.com. That's it. Yep. And all typed out, right? No at sign in the middle. That's it. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, I got to thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for sharing all the tips and tricks and wisdom with us. We really appreciate it. Thank you, Will. It's a real pleasure. Thank you. And listeners, thank you. And listeners, we're going to wrap up there. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. And we'll see you on the next episode. Goodbye, everybody. Hey listeners, thanks for joining us once again. We wanted to remind you about our high-performance productivity coaching and our six, seven, and eight-figure private masterminds. These are all designed for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs to help you scale rapidly and grow. Check out all the details at thebusinessmethod.com. That's thebusinessmethod.com. And we'll see you all on the next episode.